The reality today is we understand a very small percentage of what your genome actually does. And to understand how your genetics influence your health, you really have to understand all of these genes together. So that's something that whole genome sequencing lends itself very well to. You are listening to Healthcare Strategies Industry Perspectives, the short series from Healthcare Strategies that chronicles several conversations we had with technology experts at the Health 2023 conference in Las Vegas. In today's episode, Kamal Obad, Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder at Nebula Genomics, sits down with our VP of Editorial, Kyle Murphy, to talk about the trends in whole genome sequencing and next genome sequencing how these fields have evolved in recent years, and what it will take to make these innovations accessible to the public. All right, let's listen in. Tell me a little about yourself, Kamal. Yeah, so I'm uh, one of the founders of Nebula Genomics. Um, Nebula Genomics operates one of the most high-throughput sequencing labs in North America. We started the company uh, about five years ago, we spun it out of George Church's lab at Harvard Medical School with really the goal of increasing access to next-gen sequencing. So we sell a consumer product, um, a whole genome sequencing product, kind of analogous to like 23andMe Ancestry DNA, but a more comprehensive holistic test. So we're doing whole genome sequencing. Um, and then half of our business is also on the B2B side. So we provide sequencing and analysis services for a bunch of institutions and organizations that use NGS or next-gen sequencing for a wide range of different applications. So let's define some of the terms. So whole genome sequencing, you talk about next-gen sequencing, can you walk us through you know, what we mean by that and kind of how these technologies or this, the, the science has really evolved over the years? Yeah, so next-gen sequencing refers to a, a class of technologies that are used to essentially read DNA. There are different versions of next-gen sequencing, but uh, all versions of them can be applied to what's called whole genome sequencing. So the goal with whole genome sequencing is build an entire understanding of your genome end to end. So effectively re reading the billions of base pairs that yeah. we have in your, uh, that you have in your DNA. So that's, that's the idea behind uh, whole genome sequencing. There's different types, there's different versions. Compared to most genetic tests, uh, people know today, so like most of the mainstream tests, they do something a little bit different called DNA microarrays. Yeah. So also people call it SNP chips. Um, the way these tests work is instead of looking at 100% of your DNA, so reading it end to end, um, they're looking at specific locations for specific variants. So they're two just very different technologies, next-gen sequencing and specifically whole genome sequencing was prohibitively expensive to do until really recent history. Um, that's kind of one of the main things we did at Nebula was make whole genome sequencing more affordable to the average consumer. How are you able to do that? So obviously, uh, you know, there's been a lot of hype around genetics. We know from just breakthroughs over the past couple of, well, I've seen three or four decades, there's been tremendous breakthroughs in understanding the impact of the human genome on certain diseases, whether you're likely to develop a disease and whether there might be opportunities to actually get in there. And I know the ethics around it are, are a little difficult, but with some gene editing to, really prevent some of these awful conditions that are tied to the genome. But So when it comes to access and affordability to make sure the, the greatest number of people benefit, how are you guys able to do this more efficiently and more effectively? Yeah, well a, a lot of the progress in costs 
has come from the the NGS, the next gen sequencing companies. So these are like the Illuminas. Yeah. Um, there's there's new players in the market uh, as well. But these companies have really driven the cost down drastically over the past 15 years. Um, so if you look at the cost of next gen sequencing specifically on a per gigabase basis, it's the cost reduction has outpaced Moore's law. So a lot of that has just come by improvements in the technology, in the different ways of doing the actual readout. So for like Illumina specifically, it might be with cameras. The, the, these have become more cost effective, more efficient over time. The ways of manufacturing the chemistry have become more efficient over time. The reason that we are so cheap, so we don't build our own sequencing instruments. We're kind of platform agnostic. We have gotcha. sequencing instruments from a wide range of providers. but. We've been able to really scale up the business, and there's a lot of economies of scale to next-gen sequencing. So if you're processing a lot of samples, if you really do run a high-throughput facility, uh, you have more significant pricing power. So that's kind of where our advantage has come from over the past five years, is building up Nebula to really one of the most high-throughput whole genome sequencing providers in the world, sequencing customers in over 100 countries. Um, and that's enabled us to get better and better pricing on the consumables and variable costs that actually go into the sequencing. Now, a lot of the genetic testing that many of us in consumers are aware of is mostly ancestry stuff where it's very vague, very high level. You understand where you kind of came from, that type of thing. How do you turn this information, this, this type of stuff that you're doing, which is higher throughput, really, looking end to end, how does that then translate into actual clinical care or conversely, or maybe along similar lines, really helping the research community kind of understand, oh, here's a new data set that we can start looking at, maybe identify some new things that we didn't understand about the human genome? Yeah, so I, th I think we're still actually fairly early in exploring the applications of whole genome sequencing. These, these like large-scale whole genome sequencing data sets, they're still fairly rare, and they were really rare you know, just a few years ago. Um, so a lot of public data sets and biobanks have been coming online over the past few years that give more access to large-scale genomic data sets, which has enabled researchers to develop more applications that are more useful. Um, the, the reality today is we understand a very small percentage of what your genome actually does. Yep. And that's kind of why like these you know, original mainstream genetic testing companies look at only a small percentage of your genome is because we really only understood that small percentage. So with whole genome sequencing, what we do is we look at 100% of it. There's all these variants in regions of your genome that canonically have not had a known function yeah. that over time we're finding more and more effects that they could be having on health. That's still a work in progress with developing these, these applications. I think some of the obvious ones today are, it's become more clear that the way genetics impacts health is polygenic, so that means yes. that there might be many, many genes, each one having a smaller effect on a specific trait, and to understand how your genetics might influence your health, you really have to understand all of these genes together. So that's something that like whole genome sequencing lends itself very well to. And there's been a lot of work in developing more accurate polygenic risk scores for a wide range of things from diabetes risk, which you know, yeah. companies like 23andMe actually do report on, yeah. to various types of, of heart diseases or other cardiovascular diseases as well. Um, there's specific places where rapid whole genome sequencing has had you know, real tangible effect in the clinic today. Um, good examples of that are like newborn screening. Yeah. Um, so there are real applications with rapid newborn whole genome sequencing where there are actually 
actionable things that we can figure out when we do sequencing where you can have a significant impact on the quality of life uh, or the trajectory of, of that newborn if you intervene early enough. And those applications are becoming clearer and clearer over time. So I guess like kind of summarize, um, I think we're still very early in figuring out the real utility of whole genome sequencing. Yeah. Um, but I think there are already lots of applications in the clinic for specific use cases. I won't say there's been applications that have applied to everybody yet, yeah. but there's been specific applications for maybe folks in the rare disease community or sick newborns or applications in cancer genomics or liquid biopsies that have been really exciting and have made a lot of progress in recent years. I'm curious about being able to make this data available or to capture this data, the whole genome, I guess how you can then apply some technology, AI and things like that, can we start to kind of accelerate our understanding of the genome by leveraging some of these advancements in AI that, you know, obviously when you talk about Moore's Law, there's just been a tremendous breakthrough in being able to do things at a, at, at a scale that, you know, human beings can't do. So we're actually at that point where it's like the technology has really matured. Where do you see, I know it's hard to predict things, but where do you see it going in terms of research and maybe being able to kind of automate some of this analysis so we can start learning new connections? Yeah, so the hardest part of genetic testing is, especially like whole genome sequencing, is creating the actual reports or the interpretation. Historically, that's involved a lot of manual intervention, a lot of like expert eyes yeah. on the actual data. So clinical geneticists, people trained to analyze variants of unknown significance and, and things like that. Um, there's already companies that have been working on AI solutions to kind of streamline and reduce the cost to the actual interpretation, because that's been one of the big bottlenecks. Um, there's been a big push to train more genetic counselors, to have more people who can do this type of interpretation, uh, but it's still like a significant bottleneck. So I think there is a role for AI to play in the interpretation of the data, and there's tons of companies doing exciting things in that space. Though I, I still think we're a ways away from a totally end-to-end -to -end solution where you don't need some sort of manual intervention to actually really interpret meaningful variants for these types of like whole genome sequencing tests. Um, besides like the interpretation side, I think there's also a lot of applications for AI in actually better modeling genomes and understanding or discovering new variants that have high impact and AI, you know, typically needs, you need like large data sets. I guess everybody kind of realizes that now. And these large data sets are really, really hard to get because this type of data is really, really expensive and that's changing really quickly. Um, and that's really exciting because now ask PhD students or professors that, you know, started years ago. It was a totally different story around getting access to data than it is today. Now next-gen sequencing is so affordable that it's being used in more and more high-throughput manners and enabling a lot more exploration and applications that can leverage AI for interpretation. So now you're, you're five years young in, in the business. Where, where do you guys go from here? Kind of what are the near-term goals? What are the long-term goals? And I guess being at a show like this, what kind of connections are you trying to make? Yeah, the core focus for us is really to uh, expand the types of sequencing that we're, we're offering. So right now we're mostly focused on whole genome sequencing. But again, I mentioned like the core technology that our platform is built on is NGS, next-gen sequencing. This can be applied to a lot of things beyond just uh, clinical grade human whole genome sequencing. We want to enable more types of assays. We want to enable more researchers to utilize genetic data in different ways. Um, we want to build more robust interpretation and data analysis pipelines. And we also want to expand our testing menu. So we think you know, whole genome sequencing is part of the story that gives you your risk of 
potentially getting something, but it doesn't tell you, you know, if you have it. That's a direction we possibly want to go into. We're not doing clinical grade genetic testing. We're not doing like diagnostic genetic testing today. Um, but that's something that hopefully will be changing in the future. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for joining us on Healthcare Strategies Industry Perspectives. When you get a chance, subscribe to our channels on Spotify and Apple and leave us a review to let us know what you think of this new series. More industry perspectives are on the way, so stay tuned. This is a Tech Target production.